We want to welcome everyone to our podcast. We call this From the Preacher Study. My name is Bob Hutto. I'm the preacher here at the Oak Mountain Church of Christ. My colleague and uh, brother and partner and friend, Kevin Clark, uh, we're studying through the book of James. And so we hope that you have your Bible with you or at least be listening along mm-hmm. as we study from the first chapter here. We're going to pick up in about uh, verse 21 uh, in this session and work our way through several verses as is our custom. And we hope we say some things, make some observations that make you think about Scripture and how we're doing in, in light of living the kind of life that Scripture teaches us to live. And so we hope that you'll think along with us. We appreciate you being with us as we study together. And again, hope that uh, our time is, is beneficial. Glad to have Jason Reed with us. He's, mm-hmm, he's flying mm-hmm. solo tonight for the Mark Townsend's out of town. Uh-huh. And so Jason's with us, and he's handling the technical part of of the broadcast. We appreciate him and his work very much. And uh, Kevin, anything that you'd like to say by way of introduction this time? Well, it, it's really uh, great that we have the audience that we do, and, and you know the importance of spiritual things. And, you know, some of these things are going to start to sound uh, repetitive, but that's a good thing, that we are constantly reminded of these things. You know, all throughout the Scriptures, it is clear that God feels that it's very important for His people to be reminded of who He is and who his teach- what His teachings are. And so that's really, in a lot of ways, what we're doing. Uh, for a lot of you, you're good Bible students, you've studied these things, you've heard sermons, you've been taught in classes. So there may not be a lot new that we're bringing to the table, but for a lot of you, it is reminding you what you already know, and we can stir you up uh, in that regard. But there may be some for whom this material is new, and if that's the case, we're excited about that as well. Uh, but all of it is needful. Uh, it's very helpful for me to be reminded of these things that God wants us to do, and I hope that the audience feels the same way. Well, Kevin, you should know by now that Bible preachers and teachers, they, they don't repeat, they reinforce. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're reinforcing I like that. the that's lessons great. that that's have good. been established That's good. Previously. I like that. That's so, good. That's a good so, yeah, way of looking gonna, at it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. Let's look at James chapter 1. And we've talked about several ideas here. We've talked about uh, the the benefit of mm-hmm. going through trial, mm-hmm. and we need to look at that right. instead, of, instead of something that's discouraging, look at it joyfully mm-hmm, and understand mm-hmm. the benefit of that mm-hmm. asking god for wisdom you see right. that in verses five and following right. uh, he uh, talks about per- persevering under trial in verses 12 and 13 talked about uh, temptation and mm-hmm. sin mm-hmm. and the consequences of sin can't shift the blame for those That's things right. to god because right. we're drawn away by our own lust mm-hmm. and enticed we talked about uh being verse 19 quick to hear, slow Mm -hmm, to speak, slow mm -hmm. to anger. We've talked about that some Mm -hmm. as well. And so we're going to pick up in verse 21 and going to read a few verses as we shift a little bit to maybe a a new topic. Right. He says, verse 21, Therefore, putting aside all filthiness and all that remains of wickedness and humility, receive the word implanted, which is able to save your souls. Prove yourselves doers of the word, not merely hearers who delude themselves. If anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, it's like a man who looks at his natural face in a mirror. Once he's looked at himself and gone away, he immediately forgotten what kind of person he was. The one who looks intently at the perfect law, the law of liberty, and abides by it, not having become a forgetful hearer, but an effectual doer, this man will be blessed in what he does. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk a little bit about just the word. He, he talks mm-hmm. about being a doer of the mm-hmm. word and receiving the word. And so... I just want to talk about the Word of God and mm-hmm. what an important place it should have in our lives. And so let's kind of gear our thinking in that direction. Mm-hmm. James here emphasizes 
doing the word. Absolutely. Doing the word. So you see that especially from verses 22 down, mm-hmm. really through the end of the chapter, I mm-hmm. think, but mm-hmm. maybe especially through verse 25. Mm-hmm. And so the emphasis on not just knowing the word right, or right. learning the word, right. but doing the word. The scripture is given for us to do, right. to do something with it. Uh, to follow it, to obey it, to practice it, to keep it. Any of those kinds of synonyms mm-hmm. uh, illustrate the point. Mm-hmm. And so the Bible is not a book uh, primarily for theological or metaphysical mm-hmm. speculation. Mm-hmm. Now, there's material mm-hmm. in there that's theological mm-hmm. and metaphysical, but that's not the primary right. uh, purpose of the Bible to, to, to sort of uh, uh, arouse our thinking and stimulate our thinking and and think these uh, very abstract theological mm-hmm. thoughts. Mm-hmm. Now, it's given to us that we might put it into practice so that right. we might do it. That's right. Uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and, and verse 7, Paul says, We speak God's wisdom in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God predestined before the ages to our glory. But there's plenty of wisdom in here. There's plenty mm-hmm. of food for thought mm-hmm. in here. The gospel is is God's wisdom in a mystery. And I suppose we could say it could stand toe-to-toe with any human philosophy and really surpass it. Absolutely. And so there is that aspect to the gospel and to the Bible, Mm -hmm. but primarily it's for the common man Mm -hmm. to put into practice to do. And so James highlights that and emphasizes that. We've talked about how practical the book Mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. And I think that's... One reason why James is not appreciated by a lot of people mm-hmm. because it emphasizes mm-hmm. doing. Yeah. You you right. must practice right. these things right. to be right with God. You must do these things, and right. so 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 many of the people around us uh-huh. is sort of a faith only uh-huh. faith uh-huh. only approach, a faith only doctrine. Right. In fact, people are told there's nothing you can do right. that will commend you to God. Right. Well, right. James says otherwise. He does. Absolutely. You know, Very strongly. You will be blessed yeah. in your doing repeatedly. Yeah. And so, I think that may be one reason people mm-hmm. don't appreciate James mm-hmm. as much as they should, because it emphasizes that practical mm-hmm. side of our responsibility toward God. And so any comments you would like to make along those lines before we go forward? Yeah, it's very important. You think all throughout the book, there's a lot of discussion of obedience. That's another way of talking about doing, obeying what God has said. And that is absolutely critical for us to be pleasing to him. It's not enough, as you say, to understand what God says about profanity. What does God say about marriage, divorce, and remarriage? What does God say about salvation? What does God say about how I raise my kids and how I treat my wife? Just knowing these things, while that is certainly necessary, it's not sufficient. We've got to put it into practice. And if you don't, you're going to lose your soul. And so, as you say, it's a very practical uh, thing. And I think preachers need to remember that as well. When you're preaching your sermons, you're teaching, you need to leave the audience with a message of what can they do. Uh, yes, as yeah, you say, right. some of these things may be very theological, but at the end of the day, there is a practical application. Right. There is something I can leave you, this you must do to be pleasing to God. Right. So your sermon is really not complete until you make an application. That's right. That's right. And you can draw out points or make theological points or mm-hmm. doctrinal points, however you want to describe it. But until you make an application, and it might be an application that deals with your thought. That's right. That's right. Or it might be an application that deals with your de- with sure. your deed. And sure. so it might be, here. here's some information that... Mm-hmm. You need to think correctly right, about, right. because the way you think is going to determine no the way you, you act. Yeah. And so, and so there is that application to be made. I want to I want to try to show over the next few minutes how what James says about mm-hmm. doing the word mm-hmm. is really consistent 
with the rest of the New Testament. Oh, yeah, no so question about just that. want to highlight. So you'd be thinking about mm, yeah. some passages mm-hmm. along those lines as well. Mm-hmm. well. Recently, we went through the Sermon on the Mount. We did, so listen yeah, to what Jesus yeah. says. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine <clears throat> and does them right. or acts on them right. is what New American Standard Bible says, but practices these uh-huh. things or does them may be compared to a wise man who built his house on the rock. The difference between the wise man and the foolish man, Mm -hmm. as we brought out then, Mm -hmm. is that the wise man does what Jesus teaches, and the foolish man does not do. And so Jesus emphasizes the doing, Mm -hmm. just like uh, James does. Mm -hmm. Go back uh, a little bit previous to that verse, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and look at verse 21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he that does does the will of my Father who is in heaven. That's right. And so Jesus is Mm -hmm. emphasizing the doing. Mm -hmm. It's important. It's necessary for his disciples to do what he teaches. Absolutely. Chapter 6 in verse 1, beware of practicing your righteousness before men to be noticed by them. Uh-huh. Otherwise, you have no reward with your Father who is in heaven. Right. And so he's speaking about practicing your righteousness. Mm-hmm. How do you put into practice? How do you do righteousness? That's right. And so, again, an emphasis on practicing or doing or keeping or obeying, you know, yeah. any of those words yeah, right. will, will do. That's exactly and right. And so Jesus emphasizes doing uh-huh. the commandments, just like James emphasizes exactly. doing the commandments. Mm-hmm. First John chapter 3, and so there's just a sample from Jesus' teaching. Right. Here's a sample from John's teaching. First John chapter 3 and verse 7. Little children, make sure no one deceives you. Mm-hmm. The one who practices righteousness mm-hmm is righteous, mm-hmm. just as he is righteous. That's so right. notice, the one who practices, yeah. he does righteous things. He lives a righteous life. Yeah. He's the one who is righteous. Right. And so again, an emphasis on the mm-hmm. doing. Verse 18 of the same chapter, 1 John 3. Mm-hmm. Little children, let us love not with word or with tongue, but in deed and truth. Yeah. And truth. Again, mm-hmm. highlighting the, the deed or mm-hmm. the doing. Amen. First uh, Peter chapter 2 is another uh, passage uh, along these same lines. Uh, I think I'm, I mean Second Peter chapter one. I'm not sure what I said. Second Peter chapter one verse ten. Therefore, brethren, be all the more diligent to make certain about his causing and choosing you. For as long as you practice these mm-hmm, things, mm-hmm. you'll never stumble. And so he's talked about these virtues that we're yeah. to add to our faith. That's right. As long as you as long as you do these things, right. you'll never stumble. So here's Peter. Right. So Jesus emphasizes right. the doing. John emphasizes doing. Right. Peter emphasizes doing as well. So can't single and, out James. <laughs> that's right. Throughout the whole New Testament, not only is it important for us to believe and put right. our trust in Christ, that's right. but we are also to put it into practice Amen. what is taught. Any any comment, any thoughts about Yeah, this? just to add to it, I thought about a couple of passages okay. I always like to go to. John chapter 14, verse 15, and then jump down to verse 21. This is Jesus talking about loving him. Of course, we find this in the religious world. Christians profess their love for Christ. I love Jesus. I love the Lord. He means everything to me. Well, Jesus has a litmus test for that love. He says in John 14, 15, if you love me, Keep my commandments. Very simple. And then you jump down to verse 21, very similar concept. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. So the Lord says, hey, if you profess to love me, if that's how you feel, there's a very easy test for that. Are you doing what I told you to do? Are you keeping my commandments? That's obedience. That's doing the word. Yeah. It's all that concept is the Lord saying, 
It's not enough for you to say that you love me. You got to prove it. And you prove it by doing the things that I said. I know my dad often said growing up, he said, you know, most people uh, will miss heaven, not because of something that they don't understand, something they don't know. It's for failing to do what they already know. And it's the idea of doing what you know. Too many of us sit back. We understand what the Lord teaches on a variety of things. The question is, are we doing what we understand the Lord teaches on those variety of things? Right. And so we're saved by faith. We understand mm-hmm. that's that. That's right. That's right. Saved by putting our trust in, in Christ as the Son of God and that's as right. our Savior. But He is also Lord. That's right. And as Lord, as our Lord, uh, we are under obligation to practice what Amen. He teaches us. So Jesus in Luke six forty six, mm-hmm. why do you call me Lord, right. Lord? But you don't do the things that I say. That's exactly right. And so if we acknowledge him to be our Lord, both Lord and Christ, right. well, then we have an obligation to put into practice. That doesn't mean we earn our oh, salvation no, no, or, no. or we Mm-mm. merit it in some no. way. It's simply as faithful, trusting disciples, That's right. we follow, we practice, we keep his word. Even Paul says this, <laughs> 2 Corinthians chapter 5, uh-huh, verse 10. Uh-huh. We must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ That's so right. that each one might be recompensed for his deeds in the body according to what he's done. Yeah, that's right. Whether good or bad. So yeah. Paul says we're going to be judged, judged according that. to what we according to what we have done. That's exactly right. And so, you know, you know, I think people don't appreciate James because he emphasizes the doing right. runs counter to the idea that you're just simply saved by faith alone. Right. And nothing you do commends you to God. But but we've seen it consistently taught through the Bible that yeah, there is an obligation for us to practice and do the things that, that we're taught. Another passage I love to throw in there because it's right on the heels of the discussion of us being saved by grace. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10 says this, For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So God okay. has always contemplated that His people would do good works. That's obedient. That's it. And that's right in the context of talking about being saved yeah. by grace. That so we there's should, not the tension there. That we should walk in them. Right, there's that right. idea of doing. Exactly, you know, yeah. Putting, putting these things into practice. <laughs> well, so he emphasizes doing the Word. And so let's talk a little bit about mm-hmm. the importance of Scripture, the right. importance of the Word. Second mm-hmm. Timothy three fifteen, mm-hmm. Paul tells Timothy that the sacred writings, and that's what Scripture is. Scripture mm-hmm. is, you know, a teaching that's been... Uh, that's been written, that's been put mm-hmm. into writing. Mm-hmm. And so the sacred scripture, sacred writings will make you wise unto salvation. So the word is important in that the word saves us. We see that mm-hmm. in James 1, 21, mm-hmm. receive the word implanted, which is able to save your souls. You know, people, I think sometimes think, you know, we're saved through an experience with Christ mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. some way. And and, uh, you know, of course, we are saved by putting our faith in Christ. But the role of mm-hmm. the Word mm-hmm. in our salvation, either mm-hmm. initial salvation or, you know, the as we live as Christians working toward heaven, uh, and, you know, the, the, the importance of the Word in that process is really, um, you know, it's a hard. You, you can't overestimate Amen. the importance of the Word. And so sacred writings makes us wise to salvation here. The mm-hmm. implanted Word saves our souls. But it also gives us practical wisdom, mm-hmm. uh, makes us wiser than our teachers mm-hmm. even. Mm-hmm. The 119th That's Psalm right. yeah. says, yeah. verse 97 and following. And so here's an emphasis on Scripture. Knowing the Word, learning the Word, doing the Word 
it needs to have a, really a primary place in our in our lives. Amen. Amen. Our time is getting away from us, but I, I just want to talk a little bit about receiving the word. And so yes, we, yes. We want to mm-hmm. we want to read and study on our own. We mm-hmm. want to listen to good Bible teaching mm-hmm. and, and receive that word. But he talks about a few things that we need to do first. Right. Okay. For example, we don't need to delude ourselves. Right. He sees that down in verse 22. Prove uh-huh. yourselves to be doers of the word, not merely hearers right. who delude themselves. So we need to get out of our system any sort of uh, false thoughts about ourselves right, right. and our own wisdom right. and you know how we've got things figured out. Right. And that, you know, okay, just eliminate all of that kind of thinking and just reduce it to you tell me what I need to know right. and I'll accept that and I'll... And I'll do it. Amen. And so receive with humility mm-hmm, uh, the word implanted. And so mm-hmm. don't let's not delude ourselves thinking we're something when we're nothing. Just very humbly be ready to receive the word. We need to rid ourselves of everything that mm-hmm, would hinder the word. Mm-hmm, Verse 21, mm-hmm. putting aside all filthiness and all that remains of wickedness. Right. Whatever attachment we might have to greed or pride or lust mm-hmm. or anger or jealousy, Get rid of anything that's going to hinder free course of the word in our mind and our our thoughts. That's right. So rid ourselves of all those things, humble ourselves, and then receive that word, which is, you know, implanted in us, and then we'll save our souls. So give some thought to that. I wish we had a little bit more time to spend on that, but but, uh, maybe that's enough. And so just place, give the word of God a very high place in your life. We all need to be reading and thinking about the mm-hmm, word every mm-hmm. day. Get rid of anything that might hinder the the word in our thinking and in our lives. Get rid of all that. Humble ourselves. Be ready to receive it and then put it into practice. Amen. Amen. What, what else you got? To, to, yeah, I, the way I look at this is just to put aside the sin, then you have to receive the word. And not everybody can receive the word. John 8, Jesus talks about people who could not receive the word because their heart was not right. So he tells you, you got to receive it and you got to receive it a certain way with meekness or humility. And then he says the implanted word. Well, you can't just read it one time. It's going to be implanted as a regularity that's implied in that word. And so if you do those things, get the sin out of your life, receive the word of God, do it with humility and do it on a regular basis, then your soul is ever to be saved. And of course, you want to make sure you don't deceive yourselves in the process. That's right. And and put it into practice. Just Mm -hmm. resolve whatever I learned, that's what I'm going to do. That's right. I'm going to put it into practice and then... Uh, we can li- we can live a life that's pleasing to mm-hmm. God. That's right. Well, our time's out. We mm-hmm. appreciate everybody being with us. Time got by pretty quick. It does. In it this always session. does. It always does. And uh, but we hope we've been able to say some things, maybe highlight a thought or two that uh, will kind of inspire us mm-hmm. to 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 a closer walk with God. Amen. And uh, if we've been able to do that, well, then we've been successful. Amen. We're going to continue to think about being doers of the Word yeah, in our right. next session. That's right. We hope that you'll join us for that. And if you enjoy the broadcast, we hope you'll tell other people about it. Spread so, the Word. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Spread the Word. So, Kevin, would you like to sure. close in a word of prayer? Our heads. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, we come before you now just very thankful for another gift of life today, the fact you woke us up and sustained us and gave us an opportunity to experience all the wonderful 
of feelings and, and opportunities of being a human being and being made in your image. We thank you for the food and the sustenance we have that sustains our bodies. Thank you for the clothes we have that protect us from the elements. Thank you for the homes we have in which we can lay down at night and rest our heads. We thank you for the food that we uh, fuel our bodies with and so many wonderful things for those of us who are parents, the children we have that truly are a heritage from you. Uh, just so many blessings you've showered upon us. But, of course, we thank most uh, highly of the blessings we have through your Son, Jesus Christ. That is the spiritual blessings of being called your child and being your family and being your church. We're so very thankful that despite the fact that we are flawed individuals and uh, have so many problems and struggle with sin, that we can be called your children. We can have our sins washed away through the blood of your Son, and we can uh, do the work that you've prepared beforehand that we we do. We can do the good works we've been talking about even during this podcast. It's so important for us to do the word that you've given to us. We thank you for that word. We thank you for the guidance. We understand that comes from your mind. And we understand that you are the architect of the universe and the things you've laid out in that book are indeed sublime and wonderful and things that we need to pay a lot of attention to and not only to study and to read and to understand, but as we've talked about in this podcast, to apply those things in our life. And these things are practical. They're things that can be done. And we take great uh, joy in the fact that you have ordered our footsteps and shown us how we should live in our lives. There's not a capacity we can find ourselves in that there's not your word that governs how we should conduct ourselves. As parents, uh, your word teaches us how to raise our children. As husbands and wives, your word teaches us how to relate to one another. Uh, as church members, your word teaches us how we ought to encourage and edify one another and encourage each other to good works. Uh, those of us who are leaders in the congregations, uh, the elders, you've laid out for how they should lead the flock and feed the flock, and we're so very thankful for that. In our workplaces, you've laid out principles for how we should respond as either employees or if those of us who are fortunate enough to be employers. We all have ways in which we are to conduct ourselves. Uh, let us be mindful of that. And then all of us are subject to certain kingdoms wherever we live, maybe in this country or other countries across the world. We're all subject to governments, and you've told us exactly how we are to respond uh, to those governments. Thank you for that guidance. But let us take the message and the warning from James to be very careful that we don't simply know and understand the truth, but that we practice the truth, we do the truth, we obey the truth. As we've studied, that's the true litmus test of how much we love you and care for you. Do we do the things that you have laid before us? And it should be easier knowing that those things are not arbitrary uh, commands or demands, but things that are for our good always. In other words, the things you have laid down for us are things that are to our benefit uh, to our benefit in this life and certainly to our benefit as we prepare for the next life. And so knowing those things hopefully will make it that much easier for us to submit our will to yours and to always uh, strive to be like Jesus who always did your will. So very thankful for this podcast, this format that we have to reach not only people in this congregation at the Oak Mountain Church of Christ, but also people throughout the state of Alabama, throughout this nation, and throughout the world. We're very thankful for our brothers and sisters across the world who take the time to tune in and, and go a step further to send us an email or some kind of uh, word of encouragement through the technology we have available to us to communicate and we're so very thankful for them. Bless them and the work that they do in their various places. Same work we're doing here, but just doing it in a different environment, a different climate, different continent. So we're so very thankful for your word. We ask we may take it, share it with others, share it with our coworkers, our fellow students, our fellow family members, our neighbors, people we randomly encounter. All of us need to have uh, before us the, the business of winning souls to you. And please help us to do that. The only way that can be done, and that is through your word. We ask thy blessings on this podcast. We ask thy blessings on our lives. Ask thy blessings on the lives of all those who are tuning in and hearing this podcast. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.